I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Shh. Don't tell your mother. <laughs> Is that the intro? Yeah. Do you know what I was going to suggest? Because I knew, just because I knew you love it, not because it's better than yours. I never meant to break your heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go with that. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to do the second half of it? Oh, you're listening to Ron Wagons. Yeah, you need to do it again, though. Oh, okay. Do I? No, Shane's yeah. like, oh, no, keep the laugh. That was the point. It's no crack of it if there's no laugh. You're listening to Ron Wagons. <laughs> You look particularly animal-like today, and I don't know why. Like in a good way, like it's cr- kind of it's no. I mean, mean, let me finish. Like a beanie boo or something. You say you. What else was there to finish? You look particularly animal-like today. No, in not, like a more stuffed animal than actual animal. Like cuddly, yeah. like cute. It's very cold in my room, so I just put on my dressing room there. It's yeah. just very cold in the house in general. I went to go out skating there, but the ground is wet, and apparently you're not supposed to skate on my ground because it wrecks your bearings. <laughs> There's probably something about luck as well. I don't know. I'm not um, sure what bearings, ball bearings. I don't know. I have no idea what those words mean. I don't know either, but I said, you know what? I won't transit. So I went skating around the hall for 20 minutes. Um, yeah. Do you know what you could get for your garden? You can get like, we were looking at getting these click in, this click in patio deck kind of thing. Right. <laughs> you buy it by the square. <laughs> and I've never heard of anything more breed brown notion like <laughs> yeah you buy it by the square let's buy a, le- a, a lego functioning decking for yeah. our garden that i don't own and we'll <laughs> inevitably have to take away for the barbecue corner uh, listen i i think you should i'm not taking the position oh, no i think you, no what i'm saying is i think you should because it'd be a Wait, great little, like, in in what in on what planet do you think we have the room for that out you've the seen back. the garden you put it's it on small. top of the ground you already have and you could skate on it then because you can't skate on grass we have a little bit of concrete. Oh, well then. Sure, look, what am I... Why did but you see, let me go on for so long? But this was wet as well, so I couldn't skate on that either. We are doing up the garden, though. Our very nice neighbour um, makes a change from the shitty ones. Um, Does he listen? 
I don't know if he does, and I don't want to name him. Just like, in case he knows yeah. who he is. Um, I would highly doubt he listens. One day he'll want to um, shout out, and I can't wait. Yeah, one day. Um, anyway, he they uh, they've obviously just moved in and they're doing loads of stuff. So he lent us his power hose, and the difference is yeah. I would love Stark. a power hose. Can you tell me, does it matter? Because we've been debating about renting a power hose. Does it, but we think the water pressure in our taps is probably too low. I don't know if that makes a difference. I'm sure a band I'm just never tell us. Okay. Yeah, please so we do just, get in touch because that's the only thing stopping us from actually just renting one. So he had to like throw the hose over the fence because we didn't have a water outlet in our garden. Oh, sure. You know what I mean? don't have one of them either. And then we just plugged it in in our house. It didn't really make any, I didn't really understand. I just stood and let it happen. It was incredible. Did um, you get a go of it? No, I didn't, but I didn't want to. I got very dirty for someone who didn't have a go of it. I was on sweeping duty. I swept a lot of the wet and the gunk that came up. Yeah. The, the girls were trying, we've like all this mold growing out the back where like we have a drain or like just kind of, do you know like that little like furry moss, mossy mold? Yeah, moss. Yeah, it's moss. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you know that little furry, grassy, mossy yeah. moss. Do you know like right grass. outside our, my back door, like all yeah. that concrete there is kind of mossy. So one of the girls said her mom said if you pour like uh, washing up powder on it and leave it for a few days, it should sweep up really easily. But I don't know if See, we've, got, we've gone back to sweep it up yet. I don't know if it um, our neighbor also recommended because there we could have like we didn't do it all like he did like basically the first layer but the, our back garden was so mank mm. and again that wasn't for us previous tenants and life but um he recommended like a moss something in Woody's and it's either called moss stop or moss, moss it's moss something moss something like that it's <laughs> moss and then the second word is anti-moss um uh, you get it in Woody's and it's like apparently not all natural and like not isn't really bad for the environment. So that could be an option. That'd be ideal. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah, we're obviously, next, this is the gardening episode. This, yeah, I'm really glad you could join us for the gardening episode as we head into summer 2K21. Um, we, no, we are actually talking about Demi Lovato, as we said last week, because obviously her new album was dropped and all episodes of her most recent documentary, Dancing with the Devil, are now available for everyone on YouTube. Yeah. Just to get this very quickly out of the way, there will be references to um, sexual assault, uh, eating disorders, and addiction. In this podcast? Uh, so that is your that? trigger warning. In the documentary and in this podcast, but okay. we're not going <laughs> to... Me and Mary talked about this, like, in this podcast. Um, we talk about this, we watch the doc, we will talk about it. Um, as two people who have not experienced addiction... We're going to just talk about the doc in the sense of it being... As an entertainment, not even entertainment. As a piece of media more than anything else. But yeah. like, we're not qualified to speak on a lot of the subject matter. And that's why yeah. we, we, we will be referencing it. We're not going to spend a huge amount of time in it because, as I said, we're not qualified. But that's just to get out of the way. That's your trigger warning there. Um, a lot of our we... patrons requested this one, I think, as well, a couple of weeks back when the documentary was just kicking off. Yeah, this one's for you. We didn't remember. We didn't write down your names. <laughs> um, when we refused to actually pay for the content itself, but it wasn't that though. It's like I wanted everyone to have watched it as well, and it has on the albums now. No, so anyway. Yeah. What is your first memory of Demi Lovato? Um, it, like it was definitely Camp Rock, I'd imagine. But like beyond that, I would say my aesthetic. Not that I have much of an aesthetic, but my aesthetic, what I thought 
between the ages of like 16 and 19, I just wanted to look like Demi Lovato. When I got my nose pierced, I was like Googling pictures because you, you never really know what side of your nose you're supposed to get pierced. Um, I thought, and then I Googled pictures of Demi Lovato and I was like, whatever side she has, I'll just go with that. And I just wanted to be her. I wanted the big, like dark, dark hair, that whole era, heavy eyeliner. Um, yeah. So I was a big, I was big into her. <laughs> But it was definitely from the start. It was definitely Camp Rock and Sunny with the I Chance. I didn't watch Camp Rock or Sunny with the Chance or As the Bell Rings at the time. I remember her because again, this is me and my soapbox. Didn't have Disney Channel. Um, I remember, somebody get this woman Disney Channel. I remember hearing about her because I was friends with a gal with Disney Channel. And when I'd be in her house, like we'd watch a lot of Disney Channel, obviously. And I remember her being cast in As her? the Bell Rings. Jessica Williams, big love. I don't know if she listens. Um. Uh, I remember her being cast Knew of Camp Rock Obviously Didn't watch Obviously I heard like This is real This is me I didn't really think much of it Because I didn't have it Within the context of the movie If you want to listen to us uh, Talk about Camp Rock You can do so on our Patreon I can't remember Um, us doing that But I know we did I'd imagine it was good (laughs) I'd hope it was But anyway It lives behind the confines Of a paywall now To rot forever Um, But I remember I suppose my first real initiation and my first kind of appreciation of her was more her solo music. And I remember her be- her early music videos were like heavily, heavily pushed by the YouTube algorithm at the time. But I don't know if it was just because it was me and because of my age as well. I don't know if the algorithm was smart enough at that point. But I remember for like La La Land and Get Back, yeah. like that era. That video, that was- La La Land video was pushed hard. Yeah, like I think it used to be played on Disney Channel as well, like in between shows and stuff. Again, wouldn't know. Um, my parents had a dodgy box. Um, but (laughs) um, I was going to say something else. Your parents are going to get arrested now. I hope you know that. Oh, they're not. They don't have it anymore. They're good citizens. Um, They didn't know it was wrong. I'm fully going to get in trouble for that anyway. Um, (laughs) if not from the law, from my parents who are the law. Um. So, and I remember like listening to that and being like, I fucking, because obviously I was a huge Kelly Clarkson stan. Does that fandom have a name? Kelly Clarkson fans. I'm going to Google it. You keep going. She, but she was very much that vibe. And because it was because she was working so closely with the Jonas Brothers, which I didn't realize until I researched for this episode. And that's why there is such a bang of them off her first album. It's because they produced it. It's Um, hardly called the Celebrities. No, it's not. It's not. That's what answers.com. That's what answers.com is. Celebrities. Hold on, I'm going on to Wikipedia. What website? I kind of love that. Answers.com. I kind of love that. Kelly Clarkson. Celebrities, it is. We should do a Kelly Clarkson (laughs) Patreon episode. The one underneath it is Kelly Rowland, and her fans are called the Rolling Stones. (laughs) (laughs) No, this is fake. That's fake. I could spend all day on this list. Remind Let's us to come back to later. this. Yeah, remind That's us. That's a Patreon one. And <laughs> um, we could talk about, we could talk about uh, fandoms. Fan fandoms. Can you hear yeah. how squeaky this chair is. I'm afraid people might think it's me. I'm sitting on a leather chair no, in jeans. You... <laughs> in the middle of April, yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Um, so that would have been my kind of first introduction to her. And then I've, I'd followed, not followed, but like in the way that you would someone in mainstream media, like I was like, I knew of her and kind of watched her progress in, I suppose, in the way that everyone did. I would never have been like a huge, 
huge fan, but I never like hated her or anything or like didn't enjoy her music. I would be someone who thinks a lot of her songs are very underrated, but I do still yeah. think she's a bit of a, the Levatics are going to kill me for this. I hate her fandom name as well, but that's a separate issue. Is that, is that really it? Yeah, Levatics. Um, She's a singles gal. She's yeah. not like, She's I couldn't, She's I, I couldn't tell you the last time or if I've ever actually actively sat down and listened to Demi Lovato album. Yeah, today I listened to a lot of her stuff, but I hadn't heard. I don't think I'd heard a lot of the new stuff before I watched the documentaries, in fairness. Um, um, where did she come from? Where did she go? Where did she come from? Cotton Eye Joe Breed? Cotton Eye Lovato. Um, let me go back to the start here. Well, I just started at the beginning. Um. From the Demetria, top, make a drop. Demetria Devon Lovato. Was I do on, love that her name is... Uh, Demetria. Insane. Demetria. Uh, born on August 20th, 1992 in Albuquerque, New Mexico to a former Dallas Cowboys cheerleader, Diana De La Garza, um, and engineer and musician Patrick Martin Lovato. She has an older sister named Dallas. I'd imagine it's because her mom was a Dallas cheerleader. Mm-hmm. Um, and a younger maternal half-sister who you might know from Desperate Housewives, Madison De La Garza. Um, and she has an older paternal half-sister, Amber, but she doesn't appear, appear in any of the documentaries. And I think they only like met when they were 20 or something. Um, I don't know if there's much of a relationship. I'm not too sure. Uh, her mother is of English and Irish descent, so we can yes, also we claim can her. Yes, we can claim her. Excellent. Um, she was brought up in Dallas. Imagine being named Dallas and brought up in Dallas. That's like me being called Gory. See, I feel like it's so normalized for Americans though. Like they, do you know, like it's like McKenzie. McKenzie. Do you know, like Arizona. all of those names. Arizona, Montana. Yeah. I think Cove Jones would be a lovely name. Cove, yeah. Cove for a boy. Yeah, but I think you'd have to be famous. They wouldn't get away with it as a normal person, I don't think. Someone yeah. called Cove listens to this podcast when they're... <laughs> Never heard them. And they're crying. Um, She began playing piano at the age of seven and guitar at the age of 10. And then she began singing and dancing classes. Um, In 2002, (laughs) it all really kicked off for her when she got cast in. So I watched that, the the original documentary. Simply Complicated. Simply Complicated from like three years ago. And that's. But there was one before that as well, which I forgot about, which I like. She's she's too many documentaries, to be honest, for a gal. Not that much older than me. I uh, yeah, she but I don't. Been, I don't think lives. that's. I don't think that's her fault. That first, the state. So she did a documentary called "Stay Strong" with MTV, which I remember watching at the time, and I tried to rewatch again. And this was around the time of the. Oh, uh, I think it was like 2011. Let me bring up my own notes. It was around the time of "Give Your Heart a Break." Whenever that came out, let me have a look. Um, that was, yeah, so it would have been 2011 for the promotion of the Unbroken album. And she's and then she did Simply Complicated, which was the first YouTube one she did. And then her most recent one, Dance with the Devil, was a YouTube one as well. Yes. The most what recent were you one saying there? What was that related to? The most recent one was made by the same people that made the Justin one that we were talking about last week. Yeah. Same producers and stuff like that. Because they're, ma- like, they're managed by the same people now, so I feel like it's... It's all the same... Yeah. Yeah, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Um, what were you saying though in relation to the... But in that Simply Complicated documentary, like her mom and her sister talk about when they realised she could sing and she was only about four or five and she could sing Celine Dion like 
they said her sister said she was not human like when she sang um so they got her in and she loved it so they just started like pushing her and auditioning her for everything tried to get her an agent from like a really young age um and it worked it paid off because she got cast for barney and friends in 2002 she played angela and then i just for the crack looked up barney on wikipedia just to give like a brief synopsis if you are um below the age of 13 and you don't know who barney is they're breed there are no 11 year olds listening to podcasts. No, I know. Not one person. Not one, wagons. not one person listening to this doesn't know who Barney is, but I just thought this definition was really funny. The series features the title character Barney, a purple anthropomorphic Tyrannosaurus Rex who conveys educational messages to, <laughs> through songs and small dance routines with a friendly, silly, and optimistic attitude. <laughs> small dance routines because he couldn't move his arms very much. Friendly and positive. So yeah, she played Angela on that, which is also where she met Selena Gomez. I um, do remember them on that. Like it's very Yeah, like, they were like older Barney. Like they weren't, they were after our time. That was a lit series of Barney though, because it was like they were outside. Yeah. Um <laughs> they had the caboose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember it was like the train thing and they went to and that was the room. There was, was beds and stuff, wasn't there? <laughs> no, don't make it weird, Brie. <laughs> I don't think there was. <laughs> I'm gonna Google that. I'm pretty sure in the in the shack thing there was there were beds. There could have been. Maybe it was just for more. Barney though. They were just for Barney and Baby Bop or something. I don't know. I must have looked that Barney up. Barney had to sleep we somewhere. Like we should have been critical thinkers watching when watching that. We should have been. Yeah, we should have been. Anyway, um, so it all kicked off from from there. Uh, in 2006, she appeared on Prison Break, and on Just Jordan the following year. Remember uh, Just Jordan? I have no Christ. idea what Just Jordan is. Before Just Jordan was Just Jordan. Hang on, Just Jordan. What is Just Jordan? It was a TV show. It was, um... <laughs> you don't even know. It was on Nickelodeon. I don't really remember, like, what happened in it, but I remember it. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, the name Hang rings on. a bell, but I definitely never watched it. Hang on, I'll send... I'm going to send a little yolk into the chat now. Hang on. If I open my chat, it's going to go... Ring, ding, ding. Oh, will it? I'll get it on my phone. Just Jordan. I'll WhatsApp it to you. Just Jordan trailer TV. I'm not um, watching a Just Jordan trailer now. I'll watch it later. I know, but just so that you know what it is, because you'll see it and you'll get what it is. Anyway, carry on while I'm sending you this. Um, but yeah, because she was a child actress at the time, um, in her own words, she wanted to be the modern day Shirley Temple. She like that was what she really wanted to be. She wanted to be very talented and well known from a young age. Um, Who she was she in Prison Break? <laughs> Jamie Lovato, Prison Break. I have no idea. Okay, I'll she, Google that and you keep on. She was really badly bullied because of it and um, had to leave school because of a lot of dark stuff people, girls were doing to her in school. I think they started like a suicide petition or something like really, really dark shit. So they took her out of school and they homeschooled her. Um, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. That's just a fact. <clears throat> and then... It all kicked off. Disney Channel got their hands on her. So from 20, 2007, 2008, Demi played Charlotte Adams on As the Bell Rings, which I'd never, I don't think I've ever heard of. I had heard of it. It's like, it was like a kind Save of... by the Bell. No, it was like um, a kind of like a series of shorts in okay. an episode. And it was all set around like... the Amanda like, show? No, like it wasn't like a sketch show. It was kind of like, it was set in a school... 
And then it was like all these clips that they took of like kids interacting and like doing jokes and saying things between the bells going. Does that make sense? Yeah. I feel if you watch it, I'm not explaining it well, but when you watch it, you'd understand. Um, so she got that and then she auditioned for Camp Rock and Sunny with a Chance and got both of those in 2007. Um, as we all know, she played Mitchie Torres in Camp Rock. And then it just seemed to be like one thing after another between Camp Rock and Camp Camp Rock 2. It was just like bang, 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 uh, like tour album, all, all this. So she had her first debut album in 2008, which was Don't Forget. Then she had got Sunny with a Chance, where she played Sunny Monroe, the newest cast member of a show within a show called So Random. Um, and then that June, she started along Selena Gomez in the Disney Channel film, The Princess Protection Program. Did you watch that? I think I might have watched it at the time, but I have no memory of it. Fair. It was the fourth time. Well, Sunny with a Chance. I see. Sunny with a Chance, I definitely used to watch. Yeah. Your man in it was Goss. What was his name? Look at it as well. Sterling. Sterling. Who knows? Sterling Knight. That's a, I. So I was said the word Sterling Knight the other day when I was talking about your man from This Is Us, and then I was like, who is Sterling Knight? Because he's Sterling, Sterling Knight, Brown. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, she played uh, Rosie Gonzalez or Princess Rosalinda and the film was the fourth highest rated Disney Channel original movie and it premiered to 8.5 million viewers. Um, then Selena and Demi recorded a song off the back of that, which was re- released as a promotional single. Then she had her second... What was that song? One and the Same. Don't know. No idea. Then she had her second studio album in 2009 called Here We Go Again. Um, you know what I didn't like about this? What? So it's like she was 16 when she recorded this, right? And like it just like it just says everything about the industry and the position she was in. So like base so this was as I said, she worked on the Jonas Brothers for the first album. So they have they like, wrote like 10 of her songs on the first album yeah. or eight out of 10 of the songs or something crazy. And she kind of said she like, she didn't want that for the second album, wanted to put her own stamp on it, blah, blah, blah. And said she wanted to write. Now bear in mind, if my maths are correct, she was 16 at the time, right? Mm-hmm. So she was like, I want to do like different songs, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Said she, I think she said herself in an interview or something that she wanted to write John Mayer-ish songs. Yeah. So she said that to her team. And they reached out to John Mayer and they were like, will you work with her? And he did. And it was fine. And like, there hasn't been anything said that anything happened around or anything weird. But the, he was he was nowhere near the age of 16 whenever this happened or whenever they recorded. He was 2007. Yeah. Um, what are you insinuating? Or 2008. I'm not insinuating anything. It's like, it's, the fact of the matter is that it was, pro- that it wasn't great. Like he was too okay. old to be working with. So, yeah, someone so current. Yeah. At the time. No, yeah. but not, but like she was very young and I know, and I think he, I, I remember vividly him because I obviously was a big John Mayer fan and like still am. And I don't necessarily like blame him for this, but in the same time, it's like you should have known that like this was a bad a bit mood. Off. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, what was I saying? I think he came out and said like La La Land was a really great song or something on social media. And then La La Land is a really great song. La La Land is a very good song. Uh, she, Demi Lovato invented shoulder choreography. Yeah. Can we all agree on that? Give her that. And fringes. And, and wearing Converse with dresses. Yes. 
I heard that lyric today and I was like, where was this when I was that age? But it was there. Who, I just wasn't listening to it. Who said I can't wear Converse with my dress? That's yeah. just me. Yeah. That's just me. Anyway, I do think that was weird. I was like, I just didn't like it. Yeah. Especially with what we know about like all the shit that went on with him and Taylor or whatever. I'm just a bit anti-John Mayer. Keep, keep John Mayer away from young women. Yeah. I'm really not implying anything because nothing has been said, but I just remember reading that and being like, why the fuck would you say yes to that? Like, even yeah. if, I don't know. But again, I don't know. It's all money. Threw me off. Yeah, it is all money. Um, I didn't like that album as much. I didn't like the, what was that album called? Here We Go Again. Here We Go Again. Didn't like it as much. So that was 2009. In 2010, Lovato and Joe Jonas recorded Make a Wave as a second charity single for Disney's Friends for Change. I, I listened to it today. I thought I knew it, but I didn't. I knew the, the no, first I one. I knew Send It On. And that had like the Jonas Brothers and Miley Cyrus on it, I think. I don't know that one either. They're very like, like we are the world kind of vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that was 2010. In May 2010, um, she had a guest starring role on Grey's Anatomy in the episode Shiny Happy People. She played Hayley May, a teenager with schizophrenia. Who hasn't been on? Grey's like, if you're not, you're no one if you haven't been on Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. Um, the same year, she went on tour then with the Jonas Brothers. And we all know how that went or we'll get into how that went later on but that was all before Camp Rock 2 even came out so Camp Rock 2 came out in September 2010 um, and it only got 40% on Rotten Tomatoes and I I really like it as, a, as far as sequels go it's up there Have we, did we do when we did Camp Rock for Patreon did we do Camp Rock 2 did we put them in one I don't know we're due to Camp Rock 2 again let's do that soon um, um, and then I just have a couple more just uh, she went on then a couple of years later she went on she was chosen as the judge for the US version of X Factor she joined Britney Spears Simon Cowell and L.A. Reid did you watch any of that when it was on? no I don't watch the US version of those kind of shows I don't know I watched that wasn't the very first series was it? no I think it was the second or third no it's the second sorry it says it here it's the second season of yeah I don't think it went to a third oh because sure Cheryl was a judge on the first mm. one and sure then they were, yeah. they were like bye do you remember it was like it was Aye. like Steve Jones also and then they replaced them with Chloe Kardashian and Mario Lopez was it Mario Lopez or was it Nick Cannon oh a bit of both it's insane how cursed that show was when he considered like the juggernaut was in the US I'm sure we talked about this again on the X Factor episode but I like again I only know it through like clips and like memes and again that's because of Britney yeah. Um. So that was t- 2012, and then March 2014, she was in my favorite role she's ever been in. Played Danny in Glee. She played um Naya Rivera's girlfriend, and she was in a band with Adam Le- Adam Levine, uh, Naya Rivera, uh, Leah Michelle's character, and Demi Lovato. When the hell it did was, this happen? Have it I was like in the New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it was the New yeah, York yeah. era. But like, they did, there was a band. Imagine the four of those voices in a rock band. Like, they were class. And I think they worked in like a roller skate diner. And she has like some, she has some decent songs. I think she was only in it for like three or four episodes. But uh, she was class in it. And that's, but that makes sense because the, the GLAAD Awards are recently. And obviously they were honoring Naya Riviera. Rivera. Naya Rivi- Rivera. Sorry. I'm really sorry for that. Um, not to be confused with the Rivera. That's different. Uh, and Demi was part of like the 
joined the Glee cast on her and like was obviously yeah. speaking about how Naya helped her kind of realize her queer identity intern- internally. Yeah. And not in a halfway, I was kind of a bit like, why is Demi there? But then now I feel bad because she was on the show. I just yeah, she played her girlfriend on it. Her whole thing that was when Demi kind of came out as like queer. She was said uh, she did so much on that show for queer girls who didn't know they were what they were doing, like me at the time. Um, and that was kind of the first time she'd ever really said it in public. I think. I'm. So was, I'm not. They're yeah. her reacting years. Interesting. Okay, that's what I read earlier. Anyway, it might not be true. I don't think she'd, I think this year was the first time she actually put a label on it in inverted commas and said it. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah, it was, but it was at the, was it not the Glad Awards this year? Yeah, it was. Year? Sorry, it was this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was. Sorry, I uh, thought you meant at the time of the show. I was like. No, no, no. At the time of the show, she was like, she was in it or whatever, but she wasn't out. And she was like, she really helped me to come to terms with like who I was while I was working with her in that show, I think. Um, we mentioned, we've talked about her kind of first musical efforts. The other thing that I remember really clearly about her, again, as a child who grew up and lived and died by YouTube, was the event that was the Skyscraper music video. Because again, oh, yeah. this came at a point where she'd, at this point, had been to rehab for what was being presented as like emotional and physical issues. Like, her her eating disorder and uh, anger, issues, anger management issues around self-harm or whatever. And uh, as I said, this was around the time of the MTV documentary, Stay Strong, which uh, she's now said and said in Simply Complicated, she was high for pretty much that entire interview or like what if, however they split up that interview, she said she was high on coke. And as I said, I tried to rewatch it, trying to refresh my memory. In memory, YouTube didn't have all of it. And I, to be honest, I wasn't really arsed searching anywhere else. You could definitely find it somewhere. But the clips I did see, it's, you. It's I don't want to be like, you can tell and it's really obvious, but when you know, and then you see it, it's like, she's like dead behind the eyes and she's kind of saying these things. And a lot of the stuff she's saying, like she echoes in Simply Complicated in the most recent documentary. You can really That's tell. That's what I was going to say. In, in the most recent documentary, didn't she say something similar about Simply Complicated? Where they ask her, like, are, are you sober? Or like, have you relapsed? She was like, oh no, I haven't touched anything. But like, she was like, at the time I was fully lying. Like I was actively. No, I think this was when they were filming. Do you know, they were filming the documentary for Tell Me You Love Me that they were on tour for. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was that footage. Anyway, in the midst of all this, like the do- the Stay Strong documentary was like a promotional vehicle and like to, to address all these things that were going on, obviously in the media and like the speculation about her mental health or whatever. But it was also a promotional vehicle for Unbroken, which was her 2011 album. Get this for the collaborations, right? I've never read a more 2011 collaborations list, right? Okay. Coming in first, we have... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. 
If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Of Missy Elliott. Fair enough, okay? Starting Tim strong. Land. Tim Land. Fair enough. Things start to get a little bit ropey here in, here in the middle. Then we have Dev. Do you remember Dev? Uh, no. I will say I would die for Dev. Do you know Dev, she did, she's the vocal for like a G6. Oh, like okay, G6. yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she did um, Dancing in the Dark, ooh la la. No. I really liked her. I feel like I don't think if you fucked her over. I don't think it's anyway. really that impressive to be like I was the vocal on like a G6. I I don't I, think that's impressive. I'd strongly debate that. Like she had, she had some bangers and then she got pregnant and I feel like the industry turned her back on her. But listen, it's not the dev episode. Um, the, coming in strong at the end, we have Ayaz. They did a oh, song yeah. together called Shorty. "You're My You're My Only Shorty." He um, loves shorties. He does love. Shorties, um, she and then Jason Drulo. Um, so Skyscraper, as I said, was re- released as the lead single, uh, peaked at number 10 on the Billboard Hot 100 for a song that seemed like so overexposed and so in my face. It didn't actually really do that. With, like, it was her third highest charting single, it's her third highest Skyscraper behind This Is Me and her most successful until Sorry Not Sorry peaked at number six in 2017. This yeah, is Skyscraper, I loved that number song. 10. Was that all? I really thought that was bigger. No. I That's really what I remember mean. Like, being in the girl I... talked and like loving that song. And But as I said, I remember that video being like, oh my God, she's back. And like this power ballad song, like it's incredible. And like, she's been really honest and like it still did well. And like it was received well by critics, but commercially it, it kind of surprised me. And yeah. then another highlight from the album, Give Your Heart a Break. Another great song. Yeah. God, she had so many bangers. That only went to number 16. She's just, she's just been flying under the radar for too long. Americans don't have taste. I'll say it again. Sorry. No. Um, then we had uh, Demi, the album. That came out in 2013. Uh, lead single, Heart Attack. Peaked at number 10. That's a fucking cracker. Yeah. A cracker of a song. Um, second single was made in the USA, which I do not remember. I listened uh, to it today. I don't know it. I Neon Lights then was a later single. That uh, was a banger. Didn't like it. Very on. Do you know like? Oh, I can belt, and I'm just gonna keep showing. She you that can. I can belt. No, I know, like but like, I have a bit about this later. But vocally, she is like, she is so talented. The second chorus, I just can't be bothered. And then, really don't care. Um, yes, which I really like that as well. <laughs> Tune collabed with Cher Lloyd on that. Who needed that more, Demi Lovato or Cher Lloyd? <laughs> Cher Lloyd was long past, I'd say, even at that time. Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure whose benefit that was for. Anyway, um, then I actually saw, I because I was thinking about this, I was and I was going to bring it up, and then I remembered that you didn't actually come with me. Why didn't you come with me to see Enrique Iglesias in 2014? Did you not invite me? <laughs> No, I wouldn't. I was, sound we like in, me. We were in college and Demi Lovato was supporting. And that's oh, why I, I would have passed it. away. Who? Hmm. What, what, I took my friend Jane, but it seems like. What time of the year was like it? It seems like I. 2014. October. 
October. Oh no, sorry, November twenty sixth. November twenty sixth. Was it a weekend? I didn't think so. Now, to be honest. Hmm. I must have something on. I don't think I would have passed up the ping pong song live. Oh, Enrique Iglesias was incredible. Now, was it? Actually, let me read. And that would have been like my. That, that would have been like my peak demi phase as well. So. Yeah. I was oh, just I do. I was like, what? No, there were times when you just brought other people because just to give other people a chance because I was hogging all the concerts. Anyway, she's, she supported him uh, and it was around this time. So she did, she did give her heart a break and she did her version of Let It Go from Frozen. Oh, way. yeah. Um, yeah, that was all. That was a good time. Sorry, I was just remembering that as I was doing up these notes. Um, then there was Confident that came in 2016 um, lead single Cool for the Summer her best song yes yes an incredible song yeah that's a that's a banger I feel like bangers thrown around a lot including by us that's a banger she has um, only went to number 11 in the US like insane tell me about those singles I need to look up what I think her number one song is um, she Second single was Confident then, which I don't really like, but is used in every single ad for everything. If you hear an ad on TV, it's you're going to hear Confident. Stone Cold was the third, third single. That didn't really do very well commercially. Um, she went on tour to support the album, which was co-lined with Nick, jo- Nick Jonas entitled The Future Now Tour. And Confident was nominated for Best Pop Vocal Album at the 59th Annual Grammy Awards, which was her first uh, Grammy nomination. And then Tell Me You Love Me came in 2017, which is when she started recording this new documentary. So I think Simply Complicated came out that year as well to promote, like, as a promotional tool to promote Tell Me You Love Me. And then when they went on tour for Tell Me You Love Me, they started recording that new documentary that became, that kind of became Dancing with the Devil. There seems to be a lot of stuff that they didn't include or whatever, because obviously we'll get into what happened, but... Tell me you love me. Sorry, what's single. Her song at the minute? Dancing with the Devil. Um, no, before that one then. Anyone? No, what's the one I keep hearing on the radio? Sorry, not sorry. This would have been sorry, not sorry. I feel like that's older. Anyway. It is, yeah. Matter. It's 2017. It's her most success and it's her most successful single in the States. Um, when to number six, as I said. And then we had Dancing with the Devil, which leads that's us up to 2021. Uh, seventh studio album Dance with the Devil actually the full title is Dance with the Devil The Art of Starting Over um, this was released earlier this month and as I said it was recorded alongside a docuseries by YouTube Originals titled Demi Lovato Dance with the Devil four singles Anyone which she performed at the Grammys in 2020 it was like very well applauded and you see it in the documentary uh, What Other People Say Dancing with the Devil and Met Him Last Night which I think is a collab with Ariana Grande and then she did a few other collabs with people like Sam Fisher Saweetie no Cyrus. And then she, oh, are you thinking of the song she did with Marshmallow? It's okay not yeah. to be okay. That's a bad song. What's it going like? It's, it's basically, it's okay not to be okay. Mm-hmm. Are you talking about like any of the singles she did with like Jax Jones or something? Yeah. She's What's a good like. There's uh, one of them that's not too My ladies, one to the left, swing to the right. Drop it I, down do, low I do, I do. Take it back, Bitch, I don't need introductions. Wow. If yeah. you're the Supreme, then I'm Diana Ross. That could have been a good intro as well. Um, <laughs> are you thinking of I wanna whoop, 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 but I'm broken hearted, cry, cry, cry. But I, I feel like, like there's party. one that bloody Spain are just like rallying out of it all year. 
and I really like oh, it. Oh, um, oh, Nana, I'm ready. Just be careful. I'm ready. D- Sam Smith. Oh yes. No, yeah, but that was a Sam Smith song. She was just on that. It was. She also was on like, all the time. I fucking oh, hate that song. Yeah, she jumped on the. Why do the monsters come out, out at night? Why do we sleep when we want to hide? It's a good song. I don't anyway. care if you fuck up my life. Yeah, she jumped on that. Anyway, that's all the tunes. I will say, if anyone is like a Levatic and wants to maybe br- tell us which albums to listen to, if there's any songs we're sleeping on, I'm very open to being re-educated. Um, we'll, let's talk about the doc, though, because obviously that, do- that does bring us up to modern day. So uh, as I said, I watched Staying Strong at the time. Couldn't remember it. Tried to rewatch it. Could only rewatch bits of it. Didn't feel incredibly comfortable. It was that typical MTV production. It was like very sensationalist and they have a very specific way of doing things. It just, I didn't really like it. I had watched Simply Complicated a few years ago. I didn't rewatch it, but you had recently, but you hadn't watched it. So I asked you to watch it. What did you think of it? Especially, and we'll obviously we'll get into Dance with the Devil, but what do you think of the comparison to the two? Because just when this Dance with the Devil documentary was announced, I remember having conversations with people and with my friends where they were like, why is she doing another documentary? Like, is there, is there a need? Like, it, it seems a bit much, yada, yada, yada. And in fairness, then they watched it and they were like, oh yeah, no, I feel bad. Like, it's like, this isn't like a publicity stunt thing. It's a promotion, as I, I'll keep saying, it's a promotion tool for this album. It's a part of the campaign run. But like... Yeah. It doesn't paint her in the best light. The newer one. The newer one. But what, so, but then, sorry, what do you think is simply complicated? So like that covers... Thought- that, 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 do you know the way in Staying Strong it's like yes I, I like I went because I, I went to rehab because I had an eating disorder and I was like hurting myself and I dealing with the pressures of fame whatever and sorry when I'm saying this I'm not saying it in a way to be like oh none of that's true or it was all a lie because it was but that was it was very much like she uses the phrase of herself the tip of the iceberg when you look at like the other issues that were at play yeah I thought because I watched them I watched Dancing with the Devil and then the older one in that order and I kind of went into the Dancing with the Devil one as a fan and came out of it feeling like a bit weird. And I text you saying like, I don't, I don't feel good after that. I don't know like how we're going to be able to talk about it. And then I went back and watched the other one. And that's more like what I thought I was walking into with the Dance with the Devil one. That's more like, like the, the, yeah, the story I thought I was going to hear, or I don't know. It just, it like, I like, she was more likable in it. It was more of like, it was just more, I don't know what the word is. It was just a better made documentary, I thought. But then, like, you realize that how much of it was true, and like, what was she? Te- what was she? What was she hiding at the time? Yeah. And like, how much of it was just like what they wanted you to see, compared to like that. Maybe that's why Dance with the Devil made me so uncomfortable. It's because it's really like everything raw, and it's not a pretty picture. I think so. Like trying to sell her in the best light. And I, I didn't like that because I wanted to just keep being a fan of hers, but I saw parts of her that I didn't really like. But when, when you say that, though, what do you mean? And not that I didn't really like, but I, she's just not who I had in my head. You know what I mean? Like I was like still going by Disney, Disney Demi and all when people say, oh, they're on drugs. I'm like, you just want to you're just trying to slate them because they're famous or whatever. But like she's got it, she's had a lot of issues and she's had a lot of trauma and stuff. And I I don't know, I just wasn't, I just don't think I was ready for it all. And the whole like I felt coming out of the the most recent one that she, 
I didn't feel like she were looking at the fully like rounded version of Demi yet. Like I feel like there's still a lot like she's still working through a lot. I thought the documentary was a bit premature and I think she's not fully there yet, which I know like recovery and all that is never like, you don't really ever. It's not linear. Fi- yeah. F- yeah. You don't really ever fi- like pass a finishing line and you go, well, that's it. Like, but I just felt like she was still seen with her. very much in the throes of it all. Yeah. And yeah, I was just like a bit like, I don't, I don't want to be like, I don't want to see her relapse again, but I wasn't confident coming out of it that, she, that uh, she's okay now. You know? Yeah. So I wa- I watched Simply Complicated at the time. And I and again, I, I was kind of like, oh, like it's it's great that she's being honest or whatever in a way that like we've never seen, especially with this Disney stars and being like, oh yeah, no, like I, like I was violent towards this person and that's actually why I went to rehab. And like, I was like, I was doing coke. I was high all the time, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And it seemed like very unflinching and very real. And then you sit down and you watch, particularly the first two episodes of Dance with the Devil are like very heavy, heavy and uncomfortable. And it's it's mad because obviously her overdose happened in 2018. So this was a year after the release of Tell Me Love Me for context for people. And they they released that she was on tour. And they were filming another documentary that was going to be like, I I don't know, was it supposed to be like a follow-up to Simply Complicated that was again supposed to be like, she's doing so well, look at her, she's doing so well. And the album did so well and blah, blah, blah. Everything's great, we're touring, blah, blah, blah. And you get, there's snippets of that um, in the documentary, but her best friend also comes on and acknowledges and is like, it was so, not annoying, but they were like, we had to shelve the whole documentary, obviously, because she overdosed and she relapsed and inevitably overdosed. Um, and I, th- I think her honesty will obviously help a lot of people. And I do think it's admirable for, it's admirable of her to want to come on and do that and share. I think it's sad that it's also kind of expected of her because that was the argument I was kind of having with my friends when I was when we were talking about like why is she doing another documentary and I was kind of like well listen this really traumatic thing happened and this is the only way she's going to be able to do it and say it in a way that it's entirely her narrative and it's also like from a purely business cynical perspective, it's a way to kind of get her career back on track and have her in the public frame of mind. Because like, as she gets into in the documentary, there was so much more to the night of the overdose, like really horrible things in terms of sexual assault that would never have been made public knowledge. Only had she spoken about it and only had she said. Um, And I suppose again, because there is such a stigma around addiction. I feel like when people do see headlines like that, being like, oh, she overdosed, like you have that a connotation of that, like, oh God, she just loves the drugs and she doesn't care, which like wasn't the case. She was very much still living that accident. pressure. Didn't well, realize. It, yeah, that as well. But like, even if we're to talk just purely like the relapse thing, obviously she's yeah. not an overdose, right? She clearly, she wasn't really able for this all or nothing lifestyle the team she was working with at the time, I don't think had her best interest in her at all when it came to everything to do with her career and personally. 
the one the one anecdote that I found so sad was the thing about the watermelon cakes. Yeah. So like she talks about having this really bad relationship with her body and food and whatever. And again, she's kind of come to this point where she's realized she's she has to have balance in every aspect of her life. Um, including when it comes to substances or whatever, that she'd work, she's doing a thing called like moderation therapy. I think where yeah. she is weed and alcohol in moderation. But she was saying that like in the lead up to this uh, relapse or whatever and like whatever happened between the initial rehab stint, the first documentary or whatever, like her team, everything was like really, really strict making sure she didn't go back to rehab. She didn't go back on the drugs. She didn't uh, relapse with her eating disorder. So she had like watermelon cakes for her birthday. So it was like literally an iced watermelon. Like you cut into it and it was a fucking watermelon. I was like, that is the saddest thing thing I've ever yeah. heard in my entire life. She has a cake life. or a song named after it as well. Oh yeah? And it's like, no more watermelon cakes, no more watermelon cakes. Yeah, it's on the new album, I think. It's just, like it was really sad. Now, and like, as I said, I do think it will help people. I think it will kind of free her of the shackles of feeling like she has to be, because this is another common theme that comes up throughout all the documentaries, even Staying Strong. She says, she was like, people were calling me a role model and I was I was using, I was self-medicating, I was self-harming. And I was like, why would any little girl want to be me? Why would you want your little girl to be like me? I think she's kind of freed herself of that and all of that expectation with yeah. this. I don't like the fact that Scooter Braun is involved now, whatever he wants to say and whatever he wants to position himself as like being this person who was just like all accepting of her issues yeah. in a birth commas. That made me really uncomfortable. But I just hate the way it's kind of the way they show it as well. It's like, oh, so we're telling the story and then Scoot and then Scooter got introduced to us where realistically, Scooter's probably it was probably his idea to do this documentary. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Where he's probably like, so we, we can do this, we can do this, we'll get you, like, let's tell your story, let's do doc. Where, like, the same way they did for Justin, I feel like that's that's what he's at these days. It was, it's more, he has a much bigger part in it than they showed, I think. And yeah. Much more responsibility. I'd agree. Yeah. And I, like, I will say, far be it for me to dictate anyone's recovery. And like, you know what I mean? Like, maybe this was something that was really cathartic for her. There was a part of me, the same, the same kind of feeling that you had. If he, in some ways it feels a bit soon because maybe it's just so fresh in my head and it feels like it was much more recently than 2018. Um, and I suppose like with the pandemic or I think they were, she was due to release that album sooner and then obviously delayed it with the pandemic. And then obviously other things started happening in her life and they decided to document that. I didn't think that was great. My main issue is with that last episode. I didn't yeah. think that was really strange. I texted you initially and I was like, why are Christina Aguilera and Will Ferrell contributing to this? And I take back what I said about Christina because in fairness, I do think they're mates and they've collaborated before. The Will Ferrell thing. He like, fair enough. They were in the origin move together and he wrote her that like really nice letter after the Grammy performance, which is like a nice anecdote. But I was like, I don't, it opened so strangely in comparison to the other three because obviously it's the other three are like her talking through like how actually serious the overdose was, what happened, where she is now, the changes that have happened, blah, blah. And then the last episode is basically, it was kind of like, oh yes, we have to, like we have to promote an album here as well. This has to tie into Dancing with the Devil and yeah, getting, which it just did, it didn't really sit well with me and then the whole documentation of the the failed engagement to your man Max Elrich yeah I just, he was very like very briefly 
like oh this she's met a boy he's going to be around for a long time we think this is the one and then all of a sudden like no nah, he's gone like like very yeah. they just skimmed over it really and I kind really of feel fast. like the, the initial promotion of it alluded to it being mentioned more which I was like oh I feel like that like it was I don't know like the clips that she, they, the clips that she took of herself in like October 2020 when the engagement was finished and like she's crying and she's talking about how she really misses him I think the only way I can fully sum up my thoughts is the text that I sent to you where I said, I think there is such a thing as being too honest. Yeah. And I feel like if this helped her, I think that's great. And she kind of said herself that like, she has watched documentary back and that ultimately she feels free. When she watched it initially, I think she, she says she has an anxiety attack. She said in an interview with Jimmy Kimmel, I just, I, all I really want is the best for her. I'm still very worried about her. I'm very worried about the whole situation with Scooter Braun. Um, I, ju- I just felt like fair play to her for sharing because it must have taken a lot. But like, if I feel sad that th- there was an expectation on her to share any of that really like. And I, yeah. and I think fair enough if she's like happy that she shared it in her way. I kind of wish it was 10 years down the line. And she told the story of the night of her overdose instead of a year and a half or two. What is it? Two and a half years. But then again, with that, she would never have been afforded that space by the media. She would have like, yeah, she true. would have always. She doesn't have the luxury of time with these. Yeah. Like, yeah. With people telling her story for her. Okay. I get that. I just wish. Yeah. It, she was older and it was like looking back on the night that changed her life. But like she gets into it and it's like oh, I messed up and then I messed up again. And I messed up again. But now, now I'm really like I'm back, like I'm good, I'm good. This is it. Like I'm I'm a new me. And then it cuts to her family being like, Demi's really good at lying. Demi's really good at covering things up. Demi'll only show you what she wants you to see. And it just kind of makes you feel uneasy because it's supposed to be like this well-rounded ending where she's like, look at her, she's meditating and she's finding balance and she's like growing spiritually and all. But also like in the back of your head is like her mother and her sisters being like, Demi, Demi's a liar. Like Demi, Demi keeps it all inside until it gets too much kind of so that just kind of just didn't sit easy with me I couldn't buy that whole happy ending I just but like you said I just wanted to be okay and I wish it was like 10 or 20 years down the line where she was like that was this I want to tell you about the time where I turned my life around instead of it being like six months ago I want I want you know I suppose yeah but I suppose it's just not the story she wanted yeah true yeah um, for this album as well obviously Dance with the Devil is a single and the video is her like recreating the night she overdosed and I know there's been a lot of debate around that about how like responsible that was yeah and again we're not like basically there's some people have been like why are you glamorizing it and there's other people who've been like as people who've experienced addiction been like maybe she's just trying to showcase that like this is the it's reality rough, of it like, yeah yeah I'm not going to pass comment on that because I, again, I've not experienced that, but yeah, make up your own minds. It's a tricky situation. It's it's a very tricky situation. Very, very tricky. I have a little Um, lighthearted, I like kind of trivia thing that it won't take too long. Cool, Um, hit me up. So Demi is a soprano who has a four octave vocal range and a whistle register. But I want to see... If you can guess like three other people who have a four octave vocal range or higher, and um, we'll leave the whistle register out because there's some Mariah. Yeah, Mariah actually has five octaves, so she's one higher. She's one more. Ariana? Ariana, yep. 
you say there's men as well? Yeah. Um, Andrea Bocelli? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> Not on um, my list. I don't know, so tell me the other two. Uh, well, there's actually loads, but I just want I, three would have been lo- enough. Uh, Ariana, Christine Aguilera, Whitney Houston, Brendan Yori, Julie Andrews. I was shocked. I should have guessed Brendan Yori. Oh, Julie Andrews, yeah. Leona Lewis, Jesse J, Freddie Mercury, Paul McCartney, Jeff Buckley, Haley Williams, Cindy Lauper, all four octaves. Mariah Prince and Axel Rose all have five octaves. Axel Rose, octave range. Yeah. Oh yeah, actually, I suppose now they. Jeff Buckley, that really shook me. I was like, Jeff Buckley, what a sexy man. Didn't expect it from him. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. I was. I had. I had a bit about Max. Eric, yeah. whatever his name is, but you know what? Fucking bit about Joe as well. Him. But like, I, we can't. We should. We need to stop uh, just talking about people with. Like, we need to stop discussing people in the context of their boyfriends. Yeah, you're dead right. I did. I did, I will say I didn't realize when I was Trey Cyrus. So yeah, I had that. I had that as well. I would Trey Cyrus for a spell. There you go. Um, that is Demi. As we said, if we've missed any other gems from the Demi Vault, hit us up. Yeah, maybe you, I can put in a I'll put in a playlist for the Patreon. Yeah. Shh, don't tell your mother. It's nothing. It's like, you know the TikTok where it's or have you seen this where it's like they're they're acting with the lyrics and it's like, don't tell your mother. And then it's like another guy and he's and he's like, kiss one another. And then it's like pans to him on the other side and he's like, die for each other. <laughs> no, oh, I have not what that. a fucking pity laugh. Wait, I'll say the TikTok is way funnier. I'll well, I'll post it and it'll make sense. It'll be funny. Any mini bandwagons? Sure Brenda do. Song and Macaulay Culkin have secretly welcomed their first child together. Jesus Christ. To the happy couple. Congrats, yeah. I think that's what you um, said. Your line broke up. But anyway. Sorry, I said congrats to the happy couple. Um, I am looking at the Netflix coming soon. And apparently there's new, four new episodes of The Circle USA coming. Did you know this? Yes, I care? saw that. Yeah, yeah. I'm very excited. Is it a new series or is it carrying on from a It's a new series. series. It's a new series of the American, yeah. And it's just going to drop like a couple of seasons at a time or a couple of episodes at a time. Yeah, which I'm not sure what the crack is with that. But anyway, I'm not asking questions. I'm just going to watch. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, That's coming on the 14th, which is Wednesday. Woo! Um, Reeling in the Years is back. Did you watch? No, I didn't. And I'm raging. Everyone was talking about it so much. Yeah, we watched. um, It's good. It was good. It was exactly what you'd expect. Some absolute tunes from 2010. What year, what year does it start from, though? Why was everyone talking about the IMF and everything? The IMF were still knocking around. Yeah, yeah. They were getting prosecuted or something. They were trying, trying to... Sorry, I the absolute know. ignorance of me. I'm really sorry. I don't I, really know much about that situation. I thought, like, people were like... I thought I'd missed a few they just years. expired. Like, what? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Anyway. Um, yeah, I'm sure you can get on the RT player. It might be repeated during the week. I'm not too sure. But yeah, it's obviously our year and episode. So this was 2010. It's going to run for, I'd imagine, nine episodes. Um, Ideal. Yeah, buzzing for that. Um, Can't wait to never watch 2020 whenever it comes out. Finally, we did not, we have not announced this on an episode yet, but we are doing a very special live episode for the Irish Cancer Society. And we have our very, I was going to say best friends, Darren Garrahy and Victoria's Secret. They are, are our best friends. Yeah, now. they are now. Um, coming on, we're going to do drag bingo. There's going to be spot prizes from 
also our oh, best friends. Yes, I'll name check them. Um, so tickets are 70 euro, but you've the chance of winning a prize in bingo, but there's also going to be spot prizes on the night from the likes of The Body Shop. Woo! Woo! Still Garden Distillery. Woo! Woo! Grace, Grace O'Malley. O'Malley. Woo! 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 I think that's it. We are blessed with best friends. I will say that much. Um, yes, thank you very much to all those brands for supporting this event. We really appreciate it. Yeah, we haven't even, this is our first time actually saying it on the podcast and we've already That's raised. That's a lie. We said on the Patreon. We said on the Patreon. Oh, my apologies, dear patrons. We um, put them on sale last week. We've already made over a grand for the Irish Cancer Society. Nothing's even happened yet. So come on, let's smash that target, guys. Let's absolutely smash that target. Um, and even if you can't go on the night, you can absolutely buy a ticket and not show up because the money will still go to the Irish Cancer Society. Um, so I would encourage that as well. Yes, please do that. Well, actually do come. We obviously want to see you. Do, do come, but if you can't and you just want to give, you can just buy a ticket. Yeah, just donate the money. Scab arses. Anyway, um, that is us. That is our last uh, Van Agans podcast Sorry. on social media. The tickets yes. are available on Eventbrite, but you can also find them through our website, bandwagonspodcast.com absolutely as well as tickets um, to all our other shows yes still buy them please um, this podcast has been produced by Collaborative Studios we will be back next week I leave us a review on Apple Podcasts follow us on Spotify to be kept up to date on the latest episodes um, I've been Fanula I've been Breed and we will see you next time and we have the Patreon sorry I mentioned that a few times in the episode <laughs> plug money hungry Yay! you can subscribe if you want bye, bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.